0: Hey everybody, John Fan here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We're a world, worldwide house church network, and I do these videos as part of the discipleship process. Um, not so much sometimes about house church, but about the discipleship process. And you can visit our website, CWOWI.org, sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly email. Sign up for future Zoom meetings that we're going to have uh, at this point in November. So much more, there are articles and and things to watch and read and everything there. So Anyway, today talking about what does the Word of the Lord mean when it says in John 1.14, the Word of the Lord became flesh and lived among us. What does that mean? Well, let's talk about it because it's an amazing revelation about the person of Jesus Christ. John chapter one, the gospel of John opens up and says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And then he goes on down and he says, and the word became flesh and lived among us. What does that mean to him as he's writing that in the first century? Well, what it means is this, the word of the Lord, we have to go back to uh, when Israel first became a nation. And I don't mean when they came out of Egypt. Uh, The history is very brief. Uh, Moses led them out of out of Egypt then Moses died Joshua took over moved them into the promised land then Joshua died what followed next is a period of judges that is people like like um, Othniel and Gideon and Samson and Deborah and they were not kings and they weren't prophets but they ruled kind of administrated or judged the land but they were they were not unified under a king now next came Samuel Samuel the prophet and Saul the king, Saul was the first king and he was installed by Samuel the prophet. Now, the prophet Samuel, you have to understand, uh, is the first of the nation of Israel, as as nation as the nation of Israel is under a king. And so the first prophet sets the tone and sets the stage for the rest of the kings, just as King Saul's kind of setting the sta- stage for the rest of the kings or Israel under a kingship. And this is important because Samuel, as you'll recall the story in 1 Samuel chapter one, 2 and 3 is a little boy, and he's raised in the temple by Eli the high priest. And in 1 Samuel chapter 3, it says, the Lord called to him, Samuel, Samuel. And the boy Samuel thought it was Eli the priest, his boss and his mentor, calling him. So he ran and said, "Did did you call me? And finally, after the third time, Eli realizes that was the Lord calling him. And so he tells Samuel, he says, when you hear that voice again, just tell him, I'm here. I'm listening, Lord. And First Samuel chapter 3 and verse 10 says this, Then the Lord came and stood as he had at the other times and called Samuel, Samuel, and so the Lord came, He he and, and, and not getting into detail, but between verses 10 through 21, it says there that the boy Samuel was afraid to show or to tell Eli of the vision that he had seen. So the Lord came and he saw the Lord. His eyes were open to the Lord's realm. And verse 21 says, the Lord began to appear to Samuel, calling him or by the name of the word of the Lord. So Samuel sees the Lord. The Lord came himself and stood there in Samuel's room, and and Samuel talked to him. He, it talks about the vision. He didn't want to share share with Eli the vision that he had seen. And it says, the Lord came and stood and talked to him as the word of the Lord. And so from that point on, through the rest of the prophets, we see the word of the Lord always meaning a visitation. That is where their eyes are open, and they actually see and talk to the Lord. You see, if you haven't been taught properly uh, then then what happens is that you think the word of the Lord, when you read that in the Old Testament prophets, means that some prophet was sitting there with a quill pen on a scroll, and he felt inspired, and he's saying, okay, the word of the Lord came to me, and this is the prophecy, and he's writing it down. We equate that as like a journal that we might write in. It's like, oh, I'm inspired to write this poem, or oh, I'm inspired to write this revelation, or oh, I'm inspired to write this teaching that the Lord is sharing with me. That's not it at all. Samuel and and Saul, king and prophet, set the precedent how there was always king and always prophet uh, throughout the history of Israel and and also of Judah. And so what we have then is the various prophets would say the word of the Lord came to me. And we oftentimes are not taught that what he what they're talking about is the fact that the Lord came and appeared to them, and in a in what is called a theophany, uh, an Old Testament appearance by Christ before he he took on him. Uh, human flesh and became the person Jesus, born in Bethlehem. So he's still in the spirit realm, he's still he's still God you know, in the spirit realm, but he appears to the boy Samuel and the prophets throughout. One great example of this is Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, where in Jeremiah 1, 2, he says, The word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, the son of so-and-so. And again in verse 4, he says, And the word of the Lord came to me and said... Be, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I knew you, and I called you as a prophet to the nations. And you might say, "Okay, so he says the word of the Lord twice, verse two, verse four. The word of the Lord came to him. He's inspired, and he's sensing this. And and that might hold true if you weren't aware of the rest of it that I've been teaching. And verse nine confirms what happened because in verses, verse four, when the, the word of the Lord came to I, to Jeremiah, Jeremiah one four, and Jeremiah responds and says. You knew me in my mother's womb. You called me as a prophet. I'm just a child. How can this be? And then verse 9 says this, Then the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched my lips." and said, I've cleansed you and I've called you as a prophet to the nations. So there we know exactly what I'm saying is true from Samuel to Jeremiah is true because when he said the word of the Lord came to me, obviously the Lord is standing there. Obviously they're talking face to face. Jeremiah is in the spirit and the Lord reaches and touches his lips and, call, and confirms his call to the nations. And so we see this over and over. We see this in Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter one, and verse one, it says the, the word of the Lord came to Isaiah the prophet. And then as he continues in chapter two and verse one, he says, the vision, which Isaiah did see. So there he's confirming the word of the Lord came and it's a vision. And then we go to chapter six and, and that is the the chapter where Isaiah, his eyes are open to heaven or he's taken to heaven in the spirit. And he said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up his train. That is the, his robes filled the temple. And he goes on and he sees the cherubs, the, the, actually they're called seraphs. They're burning ones. The, the cherubs of Revelation chapter 4 the, that are around the throne. And, and we have to understand that he's seeing the Lord in his glory. This is confirmed by John chapter 12 and verses 38 through 41. Because in John chapter 12, verses 38 through 41, it quotes Isaiah out of Isaiah 6. It quotes Isaiah, And it talks about the people being stiff-necked and the people not hearing the word of the Lord and and how dull of hearing and blind and everything else. And John chapter 12, verse 41 says, this is what Isaiah originally spoke when he saw his glory, that is the Lord's glory, Jesus' glory in heaven. So John 12, 41 confirms that Isaiah is seeing a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. He sees Jesus before the throne in his glory. So when you read Isaiah, when you read Ezekiel, when you read Hosea and Haggai and Micah, Micah 1-1, the vision or the word of the Lord came to Micah. When you read Jonah, the word of the Lord came to Jonah and they had a clear conversation back and forth folks. And you can read the book of Jonah. It's a clear conversation back and forth. This is not some inspired thing where he's writing first one side, then he switches hands and writes down the other side of the conversation. The word of the Lord appeared to Samuel and and the prophets throughout, all the way to Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Hosea and Joel and Amos and Micah and Nahum, Zephaniah, all those guys. The word of the Lord came, the word of the Lord came. And then the apostle John says the most amazing thing in John 1.14. The word became flesh and lived among us. That is the mystery. That is the awe of the Lord Jesus Christ, is that 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 Lord of the Old Testament who appeared to all the Old Testament prophets down through the centuries as the word of the Lord to lead them and to guide them. Then, as, as Philippians chapter 2, verses 6, 7, and 8 say, that he emptied himself of all the rights and privileges and power as the Son of God and took on him the form of a servant. And being found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself even to the, death, the point of death, even the death of the cross." Amazing. So that is the the wonder of of the Lord Jesus. So when you're reading the Old Testament and you read one of the prophets and it says, the word of the Lord came to me, you can go back to 1 Samuel chapter 3 and read verses 10 through 21. And you'll see how Samuel set the precedent for the word of the Lord coming to the prophets in, in vision form, standing there, talking face to face to the prophets, as he did with Jeremiah, where he stretched forth his hand. That is the wonder of the Lord, that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the word became flesh and lived among us. What an amazing thing. All right, I hope this is a blessing to you. Hopefully I, I'd like to cover the I am statements of Jesus uh, perhaps next week, but we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.